Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you. Providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. I'm Steve Keeker, President of Senior Care Consulting. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I really, really appreciate it. The mission here on the program is to provide information, education, and resources for seniors and their caregivers. We discuss important subjects such as how to remain independent in your own home, when to consider moving from home to a senior care community, how to find the right senior care community for your exact needs, how to pay for the high cost of senior care. We also review legal issues involving elder law and estate planning, and we discuss how to care for the caregiver. So if you're listening to us currently, you're maybe listening to the radio, streaming us online, or you may be listening to us after the fact, tuning into one of our podcasts. Again, thanks so much for being here. I really appreciate it. You are truly appreciated. If you need help with placement services from my firm, Senior Care Consulting, or if you want to learn more about the services provided by one of our very knowledgeable guests, you can always reach us on our toll-free number. Here it is and write it down. It's 1-800-331-6445. Again, 1-800-331-6445. And also be sure to visit our website, Senior Care Live, L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com. If you do, uh, be sure to, um, first of all, let me know what you think about the website. I think it's pretty good. We get a lot of good feedback on that. But also connect with us socially. You can just, it's, it's as easy as just clicking the icon and connecting with us socially. We do a lot of communications through social media these days. And uh, so be sure not to miss out on that. All right. So a lot of times what drives the program other than just very timely issues like, you know, last week we recognized National Heart Month uh, or American Heart Awareness Month. And, and, uh, and so some of those are obvious, but sometimes if I'm receiving a lot of calls and a lot of questions about the same thing, I just kind of feel the nudge to say, you know what? If I'm getting this many inquiries about this, I, I feel like there may be, you know, thousands of people, thousands of other people with the same type of inquiry or questions or need for for information. So I'm going to answer the question today and I'll probably get into some other stuff later on or as time permits. But if you need care, long term care in a care community, here's the question. What happens if you outlive your assets? What happens I mean, this is, this is expensive, expensive stuff. A semi-private room in a long-term care community here in our area. You're looking at 6,000 to, uh, you know, 6,500. That's right down the middle. You could find a semi-private room. That means a shared room with the roommate. Uh, you could find a semi-private room a little bit 
less than that, a little bit more than that, but that's right down the middle. If you want a private room in a long-term care community, otherwise commonly known as a nursing home, you're looking at $7,500 to about $10,000 right down the middle. You can definitely spend more than that. I priced one out the other day at over $14,000 per month. So even if you are blessed and you have a tremendous amount of resources at those rates, your nest egg will deplete and it will deplete quickly. So what happens if you need long-term care? You're in a long-term care community. What happens if you outlive your assets? You run out of money, but you still need the care. Well, at that point, then you're going to have to depend on the Medicaid system, the Medicaid program, to help pay for your long-term care. Now, with that as a setup, I want to share with you a story. I think I've shared it before. But, uh, you know, a lot of people will call me. They know that their parents or their grandparent, their loved one, is in a private pay, long-term care community, private pay only. And they know that they will run out of money and they need to find a Medicaid-certified long-term care community. And, and, and they know this is coming. They're, they're aware. They made the choice and they're like, you know what? We kind of rolled the dice. And, uh, and fortunately, you know, mom's doing a lot better than we thought. She's actually doing better with the, the full-time care. But then the other part of it is we now think she's going to outlive her assets. So can you help us relocate her to a Medicaid certified long-term care community? Again, commonly knows, known as the nursing home. And I said, yeah, absolutely. But what if you don't know the facility that they are in, the long-term care community that they are in? What if you do not know that they don't accept Medicaid, that they're not Medicaid certified? What if that comes as a surprise? And guess what? This happens just about every day. I, I get the phone calls through senior care consulting. So here's the story. One of my clients, one of my earliest clients, clear back from 2003, with Senior Care Consulting, she calls me up. She's in tears. She was referred by her elder law attorney to call Senior Care Consulting to help her work this out. We get a lot of referrals from elder law attorneys, financial advisors, uh, insurance brokers and professionals, case managers, physicians, hospitals. We get referrals from all over the city, but this particular referral was from her elder law attorney. And she was literally weeping on the phone. So I said, okay, all right, well, what's, what's going on? Tell me what's happening. And she explained that her grandmother, she called her Grams, moved into this place, nice place. And she said they've done a wonderful, wonderful job for a long, long, long time. She said Grams has lived there for a very, very long time. And she said that the other day, she said, I received a letter asking us to leave the community. They were discharging her. And she said, I was just like, well, this certainly, this must be a mistake. Oh my gosh, I wonder if I've done something to offend them or I wonder if if Grams did something or, I mean, what's going on here? And and so they went in, they said, oh no, you didn't do anything wrong, but your grandma's just about out of money and we don't take Medicaid. We're a private pay only community. 
She did not know that. And then here's kind of the catch to the story. Her grandmother had spent well over $300,000 in this community receiving care. And it was good care. It was great. It was great. But she didn't know it. And she said this was not explained to her on the front side. But she didn't ask about it. So it just kind of is what it is. And her grandmother's getting very low on funds. And Steve, can you help us find a Medicaid-certified long-term care community that offers memory care? And she went from being stunned to very sad to absolutely just she was beyond livid. She was really, really mad. And she said, if I would have known that, I never would have chosen this place. And she said, after working with me, she said, let me guess. If I, if I would have worked with you in the first place, this would not have happened. And I said, nope, it would not have happened because you're telling me that you didn't want to move her again. So we would have moved her into a Medicaid certified long-term care community. And then if she should outlive her assets, it's just a very simple conversion to Medicaid, qualify for Medicaid, and it's not even a bump in the road, and she doesn't have to move, and and she you know, she loved the, the staff, the staff loved her, everyone was really, really upset about this, really upset about it, but it, it is, it is what it is, and she had to move her, so I was able to step in and develop a care profile, what I call a care profile. It's essentially a geriatric care assessment plus some other other information. That's our starting point. With the care profile, which is a very, very detailed description of exactly what we need and what we're looking for, uh, we research at Senior Care Consulting, we research the entire marketplace. Not just a few places, the entire Marketplace, and we identify our top providers that will meet our needs, exact, perfect fit. And then the next step is just like I did with this young lady working with her grandmother. I went out with her, and she was super nice, by the way. I just really enjoyed getting to meet her and know her and and work with her. She was very nice, and uh, and and she said, okay, well, let you know, let's let's go check this out. And so we we went out, we checked out these places. And, and when we went to the visit, uh, then I conducted a performance audit. So I asked questions that most people do not know how to know to ask, not to look into, et cetera. And it's not an adversarial approach. Uh, we just ask uh, uh, very good questions. We know the questions to ask. We summarized all of that in a very nice report for her. The whole process only took her about four or five hours, and she was done. She got the report. She blended the subjective gut reaction. you got to pay attention to it with objective, data-driven, verified information in the report to make the best decision that she could make. If that sounds like something that you would be interested in, Call me at Senior Care Consulting. I will give you all the contact information right after the break, and then I'm going to get into how Medicaid works and how to qualify for it and all sorts of really, really important and valuable information right after the break. But first, the Senior Care Live question of the week. What is the minimum amount of monthly income that the community spouse can have under the Medicaid rules? A, 1200 a month, B, $1,700 a month, 
C, $1,992 a month. D, $2,003 per month. The answer right after the break. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, call our toll-free number at any time. That's 1-800-331-6445. Again, 1-800-331-6445. Don't forget, you can stream this program to any electronic device. It's super easy. Lots and lots of people do this every week. Very simple. Go to Senior Care Live, L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com, and you can click on the giant microphone right there on the homepage or the Listen Live button. Give it a few seconds to connect, and it will stream right to your phone, your tablet, computer, your desktop, whatever you have, and it really, really is that simple. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. What is the minimum amount of monthly income the community spouse can have under the Medicaid rules? And here are the options. A, $1,200 a month. B, $1,700 a month. C, $1,992 a month. Or D, $2,003 per month. And the answer is... D... $2,003 per month. It's a little bit of a trick question. That number used to be $1,992 for a long time, and then it was upgraded just a little bump <laughs> up to $2,003 per month. I'll explain a lot more of that later on in this Medicaid overview. Uh, so let's get back to uh, the phone number for Senior Care Consulting. I had you hanging, hanging, <laughs> hanging on the edge there. Uh, Steve, how do we contact you? Here's the Senior Care Consulting phone number, 913-945-2800. Just really easy to remember, 913-945-2800. You can also check out the website. Steve, I'm not sure if I'm ready to call you yet, but you got more information. Yeah, just go to the website, Senior Care Consulting, with an I-N-G, SeniorCareConsulting.com. We have lots of people calling Senior Care Consulting in that exact situation. They either know they're in a private pay community and they know it's coming and they want to get out ahead of it and give get their loved one uh, relocated to a Medicaid certified long-term care community before they're down to zero dollars. That's a smart move, by the way. Get out ahead of it. Or they are surprised, like this young lady in the story I shared in the first segment. They get this letter saying, hey, we love you, but hey, your grandma's got to get out of here. She she can't pay for our services anymore. And oh, by the way, we don't accept Medicaid. We didn't tell you that years ago, over $300,000 ago, but we're telling you now. Okay, and I, I get a little bit irritated by that. Uh, she was not told this. And, uh, and she did not, she never wanted to move her grandmother again. 
And so I was able to, through senior care consulting, was able to help her find a very good Medicaid-certified long-term care community that offered memory care. Uh, she relocated her grandmother there. Uh, but it's it's a big, huge transition. It's very disruptive for an elderly person to move. Let alone, and then it's even more disruptive to move when you have memory issues, cognitive impairment. So, uh, so the, the story had a, had a happy ending, but it's just not the story that she wanted. And she said, get, let me guess, if I would have worked with senior care consulting, we wouldn't be doing this. And I, I said, that's right. That's right. We would have chosen a, a long-term care community that was Medicaid certified on the outside chance that she should outlive her assets. And she did. She would not have to move. She would spend down, qualify for Medicaid, never have to leave the place, never have to leave the room that she's in, that she's accustomed to, never have to leave the staff that she loves, the staff that loves her, and she can literally age in place and not ever have to worry about the financial side of things should she outlive her assets. And that's what we're talking about today on Senior Care Live. What happens if you need long-term care and you outlive your assets? Well, you're going to have to depend on the Medicaid program. Medicaid is basically a financial program that helps pay for the cost of, for this purposes, for the purposes of this discussion or presentation, we're going to talk about helps pay for your stay in a long-term care community, commonly known as a nursing home. It's a federal program, but it is administered state by state. So there are state differences, and there are even differences between Kansas and Missouri, believe it or not. Not a lot of differences, but there are some differences, and they can be significant either in your favor or not. So you have to understand the rules. You have to understand how this works and then what is the best situation for you and which state is going to be best for you. Do not confuse or interchange the word Medicaid with Medicare. They're two extremely different things. Very quickly, Medicare, when you hear the word Medicare, just think this is your health insurance. It pays for your hospitalizations, your doctor's visits, your labs, your x-rays, uh, surgeries, just all that stuff. Medicare is your health care. Medicaid will help pay for your long-term care community, your nursing home. Should you need that type of care and should you have outlived your assets? But there, you have to qualify for this and then this is where it starts getting pretty tricky. So I'm going to start to break this down. I'm not going to go into, uh, I'm not going to get too far out in the weeds today, but I'm going to give you a general overview. So Medicaid, this is a strictly just a simple asset test. And there's so much misinformation out there, it would just make your head spin off, <laughs> right? So I, I'm going to give you the, uh, the basics here. Uh, it, you have to divide your assets into two different categories. You have exempt Assets, which means they're off the table. They don't count. You, you can hold on to them. And then you have countable assets. And again, I'm going to stay general. I'm not going to get out in the weeds too far today because I'll start losing everybody. But your exempt asset is your house. Well, Medicaid, the nursing home said we got to sign over the house to get mom. No, you don't. 
If I had a dollar, JP, if I had a dollar for every time I heard, well, somebody at the nursing home said we had to sign mom's house over to get him in here, I, I would, I would be retired. <laughs> right? It's ridiculous. So if somebody tells you that, uh, no, that is not true. And if I could like hit the microphone and jump up and down and make loud noises, I would, but it's not true. Okay? Your house is exempt. One car is exempt. You mean I don't have to sell my car? No. A car is exempt. A prepaid funeral plan is an exempt asset. A small amount of cash value in a life insurance policy, a small amount, is exempt. All the stuff in your house, exempt. Those things right away, exempt. On both sides of the state line here. Countable assets includes about everything else. So we're looking at liquid assets. So the amount of money in your checking, savings, money market, mutual funds, CDs, uh, those type, they're looking at, at your liquid assets. And they're looking at, if you're married, couple, they're looking at your combined assets. Now there is an exception for, for your retirement accounts, for the community spouse, in the state of Kansas, I, I, I'm not getting in the weeds too far today. They're looking at your countable assets as your liquid assets. And after the break, I'm going to go into some exemptions and to some, some asset protection strategies. You do not want to miss this. It's a lot of great information. Do not go away. I'll be right back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, call our toll-free number at any time, 1-800-331-6445. Again, 1-800-331-6445. Don't forget, if you ever miss an episode of Senior Care Live, maybe you want to share the program with family or friends or maybe someone at work, a neighbor, etc., or maybe you just want to go back and listen to the information again, no worries at all. Just go to SeniorCareLive.com, click on the podcast tab, and that is where you will find all of the previously aired episodes. Just click on uh, the one that you want to hear, click on the little play button, and it'll start playing for you. It's super convenient. And again, lots and lots of people uh, tune in to the podcast or they'll listen to it after the fact. All right, so today I'm answering the question, what happens if you need nursing home level, long-term care level of care, and you should outlive your assets? We're talking about the Medicaid program today, and I just work with lots and lots of clients who we, we have this discussion every single time. So again, Medicaid is a simple asset test. Your exempt assets would be your house, your car, prepaid funeral plan, life ins- small amount of life insurance and cash value in the life insurance, and then your stuff in your house, your household goods. 
then your countable assets, they're looking at your liquid assets. If you're single, it's really easy. If you're, com- uh, if you're married, they're looking at your combined, you and your spouse. So your money market, mutual fund CDs, checking accounts, savings accounts, etc. All right. I think my allergies are trying to get me already. The, the trees are starting to bud and, uh, here, here, <laughs> here comes allergy season. So anyway. So how does Medicaid work for a single person? So, Steve, my my mom passed away many years ago, and it's just my dad, and he's going to need to do this. So how does this work? Well, you have your liquid assets, and I'll just make up a number, $50,000. It could be $5,000. It could be $100,000. I just make up a a number, $50,000. Then you, if you hear the term spend down, so the spend down, you would spend down those liquid assets to $1,000 in Missouri, $2,000 in the state of Kansas. So you're almost broke, and then Medicaid will kick in and start helping to pay for your monthly expenses in the long-term care community. So that number between 50000 and 2000 or 1000 that's called the spend down. So then the big question is, well, what can you spend it on? Well, obviously, you're going to pay the cost of your long-term care, your nursing home. You're going to pay for your, your, your medications and anything that you need. If you have some debt, you can pay off some debt. Uh, you can, uh, again, you can buy a prepaid funeral plan. I want to spend just a second. This is a really smart strategy. It's a really smart business. While your loved one has some cash, you can convert a countable asset of cash into an exempt asset of a prepaid funeral plan. So take some of that money and buy a prepaid funeral plan, which is an exempt asset, and now your final expenses are covered. You're done. You don't even have to think about it. You are done. Okay? It's really smart. Now, here's what happens if you don't do that. And the 50000 is spent down to, again, 1000 in Missouri, 2000 in Kansas. And then your loved one passes away. Who's going to pay for the final expenses? They only have a thousand, couple thousand in their accounts. And what if your final expenses are more than that? Well, the family is going to have to pool money together to pay for the final expenses. Why not do it now during the spend down and just check that one off the list? Done. Don't even have to worry about it. It's just good, smart business. It's a great thing to do. If you haven't done it, you should really look into doing that. Um, so, and, and you know, you can buy a car, although that seems a little bit silly. If you're in a nursing home, why do you need a car? You can do that, but um, that that one's kind of silly. But the, the point, you can buy things for yourself, you can buy clothing, a, a new recliner chair for your room. Uh, you can... Um, by you know, clothing, new glasses, uh, wh- whatever you need, anything for you that benefits you, that's what you can spend the money down on, right? So what happens if you have a couple? Now this gets into uh, a whole different ballgame here, a lot, lot more complicated. So let's say that you have the husband 
and the wife. They both together have, I'm just making up a number, 200,000. It doesn't matter what the number is, but I'll just make up a number, 200,000. See, if the husband is going to need the nursing home, the long-term care, uh, and the wife uh, is going to be uh, still remaining independent at home, she's the community spouse, uh, and uh, so they put a hundred on his side and a hundred on her side. Uh, so they divide the assets. This is called the division of assets. Now, a long time ago, unfortunately, couples would literally get a divorce so that they had to divide their assets just to protect half of the assets for the community spouse. And then Congress comes along and says, this is the United States of America. That is insane. There's no, there's that's crazy. There's no reason to have to do that. Why can't we just do this on paper? And so they created this, this division of assets, half on his side, half on her side. She keeps her half, and on his half, then he would, again, spend it down to 1,000 in Missouri, 2,000 in Kansas. But they look at a couple as a, a, a joint entity, a, a, a unit. So what can you spend down the husband's side on? Well, you can pay off debt. What if they, they still, the house is exempt. What if the house has uh, $40,000 left on a mortgage? You take the 40 off of his side, boom, get rid of the mortgage, done. Sally doesn't, uh, or the, the wife doesn't have to, I've got John and Sally on my graphics here uh, that I always give a presentation, but you know his wife doesn't have to worry about that, and that's just one less thing that she has to worry about. You can make home repairs off of the husband's side, the, the nursing home spouse's side. You know, $10,000 for roof repair, you know, $8,000 for a new, uh, you know, central air unit, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's all perfectly legal, perfectly allowable. Again, you could pay, uh, buy a prepaid funeral plan for, for him or maybe for both of you. Uh, you can buy a, a new car. This is where that makes sense. So Sally is driving a cash for clunkers, old jalopy <laughs> that they've, they've gotten all the mileage out of it that they can. And guess what? <laughs> Sally wants to go visit her husband every single day. In the nursing home, in the long-term care community. So she needs a more dependable means and mode of transportation. Trade in the old cash for clunker. Spend some of John's side down, the husband's side down, the institutionalized, the nursing home side down. Spend some of that money and buy Sally a newer, more dependable vehicle. Perfectly allowable. Then you get him, and then the obviously you're going to pay for your your cost of care at the at the nursing home and uh, and and some other things for him that if you'd like to. But the bottom line is, when he gets down to a thousand or two thousand dollars, then he qualifies for the state or for the uh, for the Medicaid uh, uh, reimbursement program, which I'll get into a little bit more here uh, in just a second. All right, but Steve, what if I want to give some of that money away? Well, you can, but there's potentially, if you don't do this properly, there's potentially a Medicaid penalty. So there's a five-year look back. What that means is that Medicaid will look back five years into your books, and they're looking for any gifts that you may have made that would cause a Medicaid penalty, a disqualification period. So a, a, a gift can be cash, obviously, or writing a check for uh, grandson's uh, first semester of college. or something. That's a gift. Retitling property, 
selling an asset for less than its market value, all of those things are considered gifts. So you add them all up. The Kansas penalty divisor is $5,974. The Missouri penalty divisor is $4,889. So let's just round it off for easy math. In Kansas, is 6000 Missouri is 5000 So let's just say in Kansas, uh, someone made $30,000 worth of quote-unquote, gifts over the last five years, divided by 6,000, that number is five. For the next five months, Medicaid will not pay for the cost of the nursing home. And at that point, that that penalty is considered cured or, or paid off, if you will. And then in the sixth month, Medicaid will begin paying the monthly cost for the care. Does that make sense? So, so you divide your gifts by about 6000 in Kansas, about 5000 in Missouri, and that will get you the number of months that Medicaid will not pay for the nursing home, and then that next month they'll start paying it again. Hopefully that makes sense. I hate getting into numbers <laughs> uh, over, the, over the radio because sometimes it just, doesn't, uh, it just doesn't translate. Okay, what if John and Sally already have prepaid funeral plan, and they don't have a mortgage, et cetera, et cetera, uh, you can work with an elder law attorney to employ an asset protection strategy where an elder law firm, an attorney, can take John's spend down, buy a single premium immediate annuity, and turn that into an income for the community spouse. Now, what does that mean, Steve? What do you mean, the income? Well, the the community spouse can keep all of their income, and I'm going to talk about Medicaid in the income calculation right after the break. Don't go away. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information about the services offered on this program and how we can help you and your family, be sure to call our toll-free number at any time, literally 24 hours a day. Uh, this this number is actually answered by real people. Uh, that that we're just we're old school at Senior Care Live. We actually answer our phones. That's one eight hundred three three one six four four five one eight hundred three three one. Six four four five, and today we're talking about what happens if you're in a nursing home and you outlive your assets. We're kind of breaking down the Medicaid uh, rules and some of the regulations and, and how Medicaid works. It gets really, really complicated very, very quickly. And, and listen, let me just say this: I am not providing legal advice. I am not an attorney. I strongly encourage you to contact a, an experienced elder law attorney or a state planning attorney uh, to address all of these things. So we, this is not something that we can do with senior care consulting. I clearly understand it very, very well, uh, but an attorney needs to handle this and, and handle it properly. All right. So I uh, just want to let you know that. So, 
So what about this income calculation? And this is when it gets a little bit tricky. So let's say that your wife, the wife uh, of the of the couple, the wife is the community spouse. She's gonna she's still living independently at home. She's doing well, uh, very fortunate. It is great. And then her husband needs the nursing home care. So when he goes into the nursing home and he qualifies for Medicaid, what happens to his income? Well, his income leaves with him. And sometimes that's that's pretty tough. You see why we have to work very, very hard to protect as much of the asset base as possible because his wife is going to be at home and she is going to lose uh, some or all of her husband's income. And now that that monthly total income just reduced by a bunch. So when a person is in a nursing home, spends down, qualifies for Medicaid, then here's the income calculation. So you take their income, whatever it is, you deduct enough to pay their health insurance. So that's going to be their Medicare, you know, the Medicare Part D, their Medicare Supplement F or G, or pay their their uh, their uh, Medicare Advantage uh, premiums, whatever it is. It could be two or three hundred dollars a month. It could be fifty dollars a month. But from your income, you keep up your Medicare insurance. That's your health insurance. Okay. And then you get to keep the individual gets to keep sixty two dollars a month in the state of Kansas. Don't spend it all in one place. In the state of Missouri, you get to keep fifty dollars a month in the state of Missouri. Again, do not spend it all in one place. That's just enough for like a little petty cash slush fund, if you will. Whatever is left over from your income goes straight to the nursing home as a copay. I call it a copay. Okay, the 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 government calls it a patient liability, and I'm no, it's a copay, <laughs> right? I got my income, I keep my Medicare going, I pay the premiums, I keep a couple of bucks a day, and whatever's left over goes to the nursing home. It's the individual's contribution to their care every month. And then Medicaid pays the nursing home the difference. That's exactly how it works. And even the nursing home, the long-term care community, has uh, an investment in this model in the form of a discount. They may charge $200 a day, but they may actually be reimbursed as a maximum reimbursement, $182.47 per day, and they write off that little bit of of balance uh, uh, due every day. They can't collect for it, and they accept a lower amount. So their contribution to this plan is in the form of a discount. The individual pays their health insurance, which is Medicare premiums. They keep a couple of bucks a month in their pocket, and they contribute the rest of their income. Medicaid then pays the nursing home the majority of the cost, and that is literally exactly how it works. Okay, but what about that $2,003 that you mentioned back in the Senior Care Live question of the week? Well, it's a good question. Medicaid says that the at-home spouse, that's the community spouse, can keep a minimum of $2,003 per month. So what if the community spouse, I'm going to use some easy math here, only brings in $1,503 per month. That's $500 under that minimum amount, and the government calls it the minimum monthly maintenance needs allowance, which, again, who makes this stuff up? I don't know. <laughs> but that's that minimum amount. She's $500 short. 
So every month, $500 from her husband's income flows back to her to get her $1,503 up to that minimum number of $2,003 per month. Does that make sense? So if the at-home spouse, if their monthly income is less than $2,003 per month, whatever however whatever that shortfall is they can take it from their husband from the from their spouse's monthly income to get them up to that minimum number now if the at home spouse earns $3000 a month or whatever their whatever their income is it's not touched it is off the table off the table but if it's under $2003 then they can take enough out of their spouse's income to get them up to that $2,003. Hopefully that makes sense. All right, so let's circle back. So what happens if there's a single person, qualifies for Medicaid, spends down, uh, there's still a house, there's still some assets in the estate, and that person passes away. There is something called estate recovery. So what happens is the state says, okay, this person passed away and we've been paying for their care through the Medicaid program. And we've got $30,000 that we've paid in for care for this person. They go back to the estate and they see if there are any assets in the estate if the estate has assets in it, the state wants paid back. So they will put a claim on your estate. Your estate can then pay them back their 30000 And then whoever, whoever are the beneficiaries to the estate would then receive the balance. If they go back to your estate and there's nothing in your estate because it's been completely spent and liquidated and you're down to literally nothing, then there's nothing to collect, and they walk away. That's how all of this works. Now, I cannot emphasize strongly enough to please contact an elder law attorney to help you with the Medicaid application, to help you definitely help you with the division of assets, and to help you do everything Properly, especially when you get into that asset protection strategy. Wow, that has to do not do that on your own. Do not do that on your own. It has to be done properly. You will thank me later. <laughs> okay, so be sure to contact an experienced elder law attorney if you need help finding a great Medicaid certified long term care community. Uh, call me under and Medicaid certified. Call me. At Senior Care Consulting, 913-945-2800-913-945-2800 or go online to SeniorCareConsulting.com. All right. Wow. I'm just getting started. I'm telling you, I could talk for about, I don't know, three, four hours on that subject. Uh, but hopefully that was good information that helps you out. I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. I'll see you next week right here on Senior Care Live.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.